that's clever. Yeah, that's well, I think that's I think that's where we are. So uh, that's, uh, that's it. <laughs> there, there we go. You don't uh, want to work very hard. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a Wednesday in August. Uh, yeah. I wanna. Uh, how have you been, my friend? Ah, uh, good, good. Busy, busy, and uh, good. Been playing some music, so having some fun. Yeah, yeah. What Johnny Bergen's in town, the worldwide West Side guitar man. Worldwide West Side. Yeah, well, other uh, uh, used to be known as uh, Rock and Johnny, Rock and Johnny Bergen. Right. And then he uh, he put out about ten CDs. One of them was called Greaseland. I don't know what that's about, but yeah, uh, that's that's anyway. A little, he showed uh, up. He's we're playing at the, the dock in Richland tonight. It's a bar that, as you might guess, is you would guess it's on the water since it's called the dock. Right. But in I fact, would. it's not. <laughs> Some restaurants are kind of named like trailer parks. If you see a trailer park that says, you know. Buena Vista trailer park, you know two things about it. One, there's no view, and two, it isn't good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's called so the dock, but there's no The dock, no but it's, it's near the water. And in fact, you used to have a great view of the water until they built a big, uh, like, dock, a real dock, <laughs> cannery, like, looking, no, a, a boat, uh, what do you call it? A boat hole. A marina watch where the store the boats whatever you call that and it yeah. kind of blocks the view but it's garage. a great place the owner's great she just got married there's a class reunion in the back out back tonight so that means that at some point they're going to want to come in and right. dance the night away nice so that'll be fun but i got my amp fixed and i'm bringing it as if i'm a bona fide uh joiner of the band for a few for a few tunes because i think recently you were uh you were sort of complaining about uh Yes, harmonicists with uh, harmonicists uh, Har- with, with amps. Harpist. Harpist. Well, it, the complaint wasn't about an amp per se. It was about using an amp, and there's ten people in the room, and nobody's playing that loud, and the and the amp is being used continually by the harmonica player, right. which is not a good thing. But this is a venue that holds 120, you know, and there'll be a crowd there, and it's a big, you know, step up yeah, yeah. stage, and uh, we were supposed to play outside. But, uh, if you play outside in the, on the beach, is, do you need an ampersand? <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, it's not surprising there's no beach either. <laughs> well. But there's a big outdoor, and I was a little worried about the outdoor because it's 90 today, and hmm. sound doesn't go good, and there's a mandatory sound quiet at 10, at 10 p.m. So come to find out the reunion um, is What class there. is it? Do you know? I don't know. The last time I was out there was a class of... Uh, uh, 86. And mm-hmm. I looked down with horror as I realized that all these people were old. <laughs> Indeed. And, and they had, they had graduated uh, 14 years after I did. <laughs> yep. 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 So when I turned into a teenager, they, they were yet to be born. Um, but that's what happened last time was the, when I was out there, I wasn't playing. I was with a, listening to the out of favor boys. Who's Kalamazoo's finest band mm-hmm. with, with T-Bone, T-Bone, Tony Spruill, I've talked about sax player. What, what do they What do they have to do to get to, to get in favor, or they will never be? Ah, uh, it's they can't. Hmm. It's a it's a it's an eternal damnation. Once you've been decided, you can't go back. It's sort of like classification system in the prison system. Right. Once you get classified high, you're not going back. If they if they did some songs back. in in Spanish, they could be the Por Favor Boys. <laughs> Por, when that means what? Oh, what is it called? Please. Please, please. The Por Favor Boys. The the. Uh, Please, boys. Anyway, uh, sorry. so Tony, Tony came in last night. Tony, we, we did this at T-Bone. We did this uh, little fundraiser for this representative who's getting reelected, and because I had 
access to Johnny Bergen's schedule for tonight, which was, you know, the big night with the full band. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, set me up a gig where I play by myself. Told me he needed, you know, a couple hundred bucks. So I called the rep and said, you want a fundraiser? She said, sure. I said, all right, let's do some posters. And she had about 20 people there. She raised about over, well over five grand. Wow. For her campaign and johnny was there i played with him a little bit a few tunes and then uh tony t-bone showed up with his sax and just blew the lid off the place I tony mean, t-bone nothing to get the crowd you know cheering and moving like a freaking saxophone yeah man it's very gracious very gracious man donated his time so that was fun sweet and then tonight so i did uh did get my i uh, bought a new cord for my amp as it turns out the reason that it didn't work thankfully originally the amp was broke my boy put a new uh, switch in that, but then he said, I think it's your cord that's bad. The cord from the mic to the amp? Yeah, and I used a brand new cord today, and the mic didn't work, and my Blues Blaster mic, I said, oh, my God, it's fried. It's very expensive. What kind of cord yeah. is that? Do you know? It's uh-huh. a, it's a, It looks like a um, guitar cord plug-in on the, on, on the one end, okay. Okay. and then the other end, there's a three-hole XLR. Yep. Uh, female to, to yep. accept the, the mic. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, uh, I hadn't pushed the mic all the way in, so I've discovered that not only is that mic good, but the other two mics I have are good too. Yeah. Uh, you Mike, Mike, and Mike. You got so, yeah, so uh... I bought that, and I bought a cord to go right to the sound system of the place if they have one. What do you call it? The PA. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds like you're ready to rock. Well, yeah, he uh, he's he's got a lot of tunes. Plays good guitar. So he must have made he must have made a hundred bucks in tips last night with only twenty people, but because they were higher rollers, having donated a minimum of fifty bucks to get there, right, all the way up to a thousand. These are people with money, and right, so right. where you and I might throw in a, well, I might throw in a five. I don't know what you throw in a quarter. Um, feel like your father a buck. <laughs> I put in a quarter or a dime. <laughs> and these there were there was nothing smaller than a ten. Yeah, baby. They're all 10s and 20s. Sweet. So we did real good with that. Yeah, he's got to make a living. Hey, man, if that's your job, uh, that the life of a musician where you're living from gig to gig and I guess the rest of the day you're just like fucking around on your instrument and like learning and practicing and stuff. Or, you know, whatever you're, you know, if you got to, you got to manage a calendar, which is right. You got to really get ahead of that. And right. you, you got a website, you got to manage that. And, right, right, right. Set up your booking um, dates and blah, blah, blah. And if you need to get someone to make a poster for you or whatever, or you have to make yeah. it yourself. And I yeah. would imagine and trying to get interviews and trying to get coverage and cutting albums and going in the studio and, you know, he's, he's doing this cool thing. There'll be more about this, but he's renting a, a old theater. And um, I think he said, oh, it was in Illinois. It's a, it's one of those funny uh, town names that everybody knows, but I can't remember. It. I can't <laughs> ha, ha, hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Yes. But he rented the venue, and he's going to put together like a uh, an all-star band mm-hmm. from people from around uh, Chicago uh, and whatnot and line it up. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of networking and like double-checking with if these people are really committed to arriving at this time on this date. And yeah, a lot of admin goes into being a pro musician, I imagine. At least well, at that level. And like he's endorsed. You don't have your own manager. A place called GHS Strings, which is here in Battle Creek or up the road in Battle mm-hmm. Creek. is a sponsor of, of, of what amount unknown, but 
on all of his stuff. I'm sure it says somewhere if you find the small print that he uses exclusively GHS strings. I think that was the name of it. Right. I uh, I don't want to turn my phone on to check, but um, so there's that too. I hadn't thought of that, which is the, the work of sponsorship. I guess the you know when I was a computer system sales person, the rule was you never stop selling. You never stop selling. ABC yeah. always be closing. Yeah, we tried to get there. We had a. Whew, 20% closeout rate. That's a lot of people to work with for a while. You know what percent? 20. 20. Yeah, well. You got to work to get 20. Right. You know, we'd start with people giving us business cards at our booth. Everyone yeah, yeah, you talked about a that. phone call, and then we, I think we went through this, right? There's a lot of hustle in uh, in making a business happen. It's, it's not just... I think it's uh, nothing but hustle. I think that's what that's the difference between those who make it and those that don't, that the those that make it understand that the hustle is multidimensional and never stops. Right. And when you slow down, so will, so will your business period, you know? Um, but it's gotta be a hustle that isn't just busy for the sake of being busy. I mean, if you're hustling around trying to figure out how you're going to rent out your, your extra space you have in the back of the bar in a little, you know, back room that you have and, right. you know, you know, or whatever, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta know what, what's it go for? What's per person, you know, I, I don't know if I told you about trying to get the local bar lined up and the owner did it when I asked her how much is it to rent the back stage in the back bar, which is outside. She sure. said, well, I, I don't know. All depends. And I said, well, depends on what? I mean, I can give you a count, you know, number of people. I and mean, what is it per person? Now, nah, that's the problem with this place. She says, <laughs> we never we never seem to settle on, on, on that. It's just it's just ongoing. And she's. She and her husband own the place, so it's like, yeah, yeah. There's nowhere for the buck to go on this. Uh, yeah, that small business is that's that's what you got. It uh, like you you want to imagine that oh, you start up a business and then it just like starts making money on its own. But uh, no, you gotta you gotta be there pushing the pushing the donkey all. And you gotta be there all, all, all every the single mile. You can't if you run a business, you can't not be there. You can yep. force a vacation here or there after a few years, but you know, there's just no time. True, true. And plus, you pay such a premium on taxes in this country. It's just unbelievable. I'm at 37% tax rate, for Christ's sake, because I run a small business. I pay an additional tax because I'm a small business. It's like, wait a minute, I should get a credit because I'm a small business. Exactly, right? And you do if you have employees, but I'm a one-on-one you know, gig worker. I do sub out sometimes, but... Anyway, all that. So I, I guess that makes sense because we, as a society government, want to reward uh, job creators. Yeah. Uh, so you're not creating any jobs, so you don't get any cookies. Well, yes, I am. Let me for yourself. At least one. Yeah. That doesn't count for nothing. Am I zero? Am I invisible? Don't yes. I count? No, you don't. You're, you have to create for someone else, man. Well, I've done that. It's like, well, as I said, on this podcast, subcontracting. I, I hired At one you. point, I was subbing like four people. Hmm. And that was nice because I got a, you know, I thought it was fair for me to take a 15% overhead for the paperwork and supervision, making sure they deliver. Yeah. I was in between them and the, them and the agency that hired. So that was nice because I made some money on that. But you got to do that too. I mean, you got to figure out where you're going to make the money. You know where most of the money in a restaurant comes, the big, well, not the most of the money, but the largest percentage of profit comes from uh, beverages, mm-hmm. which which they, they they get for pennies. Right. And they sell for dollars. Right. Huh. 
well, except, for the, except for the water. You got to pay a premium on everything. We so have, I mean that that makes so uh, that explains why there's well I was going to say here's what I'm going to I was going to say and maybe it's true or not. Uh, I see in America lots of breweries that only serve the beer, and they are happy for you to. Uh, order a pizza for delivery to their location and eat it there and get more thirsty there and buy more beer there. Um, I wonder if that's related to how beverages are have a better margin. I don't know. Huh, that, that was my thought. Uh, Unexamined well, thought. Well, the yeah, I mean, if you're ordering a dinner, if you're bringing a dinner in, you're going to order your drinks there, right? Exactly. Right. And it's so weird to me coming back to America from Spain, where uh, every place where you can get drinks also has some level of food service. And you're in Spain. Yeah, in Spain. And so it would be uh, it would be very uh, uncool slash illegal to uh, like bring in a pizza to go sit oh, down yeah, at, a, right. at a place right. where they where they serve food. It's like you don't walk in. You don't walk in with a with a with a box of pizza pizzas in, into the local Olive Garden right. and sit down, right? Well, like, no. Tell you a story of uh, when my brother Jojo and I went to Washington D.C. to see his son Adam and uh, his gal uh, Kristen. Uh, they took us a short drive from his apartment to uh, a block long warehouse. You did mention this before, yes? Restaurants, and you ordered a drink, and then you went on your phone. And you ordered from any one of ten establishments that were in the same building, right? Exactly. And then they brought you your food. That man makes a lot of sense because there's so much uh, just f- safety regulation around serving food, right? That and also different, probably more so in the states than here, but different licenses around serving alcohol. And yes. uh, and if and if businesses can. Uh, choose to specialize in one of those and rely on others for the other, then you can like live symbiotically with one one place yes. supplying the booze and the other place supplying the food. Yes. But and, trying and to do right. both is a legal uh, loophole times, nightmare. Four times difficult. Well, yeah. And to that point, none of the restaurants were serving alcoholic beverages. You could go to them individually and get food. But the other thing was each of them specialized in a particular type of food. Right. And when that happens, there's generally a tendency to do that really well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you wouldn't be making it with a specialty item unless it was good. So the pizza place is great pizza, and the right. you know a- Asian uh, place is great uh, Asian, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Which was the case, uh, you know. And uh, well, I mean, and that that echoes what you know the agricultural level revolution, where we as humans suddenly had enough food that everyone didn't have to be searching for food all the time. So you could have one person that was really good at making. Uh, stuff with metal and another person that was really good at making stuff with wood and they could eat what the other people, you know, just specialization is a, is a, is a great thing. Uh, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't all try to be jack of all trades. There is a good deal of hunger uh, left in this country. I don't know what Spain is like, but well, there is kids but, that go to bed every night hungry. Well, I mean, that's, 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 which is, which is, which is deplorable given what you said, right. Which right. is true that for the most part, you don't have to spend all your time searching for food, nor is there ever a shortage of food. You know, and you know the supermarkets in our, I don't know what the supermarkets are in Spain, of course, I've never been there, but the ones in America are just so incredibly stocked. And There's just a surplus of every fucking thing. There's like 15, no, sorry, 50 different kinds of Doritos 
yeah. and then 20 different kinds of Oreos. Like yeah. but when, when we were there last, uh, my kids were in the supermarket and they were looking for regular Oreos. Couldn't fucking find them. There was, <laughs> there was extra thin. There was super double stuffed. There was uh, white chocolate. <laughs> there was uh, peanut butter, uh, all of the possible things, except for their just regular goddamn Oreos were not yeah. available. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, what's the term? Uh, abundance of riches or something. Uh, yeah, anyway. Abund yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What is that saying? Mm. Well, so projects, uh, today I, uh, speaking of, uh, as we did last episode, number 158, and we talked about the different definitions of the term glazing and we talked windows. An embarrassment of riches. An embarrassment of riches. That's it. Well done. It's true. Thank it's you, Internet. Although it's not true for most people. They're not embarrassed by having riches at all. Actually, it should be, though. I got, actually, let me say this. I've got nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no riches out there. Ain't no sunshine when that money's gone. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was Glazing windows. Oh, oh, oh. I also have a story from today. I replaced glass, so the, the 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 window pane on the inside, unlike some of the glass on the other side, which had a crack in it, which I simply taped. So it is double paned. It is double paned, but it's not. No, no, no. It's not double pane. Double pane refers to what you have, which is very close proximity with each other, with a pocket of air. You said glass on one side and glass on the other. Inside, a two pane inside and a two pane storm. They're two different window units, so it's not a okay. two pane window. Okay, gotcha. Right, although. If it wasn't, you know, if, if you were, wanted to be a generalist, you could actually say that if you didn't know what two pane glass really meant, two pane windows really meant, right. it would make sense for you to say, well, that's two pane because there are in fact two panes, two, two panes to us. But anyway, the glass came out. So I had it cut. So much pain. I measured it. I went, I bought a 24 by 26 piece of glass, window glass. It cost me $17.92, which I thought was fairly reasonable. When I went to put it in. Do, is there... Hold on. Is there a glass store where you walk in and you're like, uh, hardware store, eh, 15 by 34 and they like cut it for you? Well, they have pre-cut the, the size that I just mentioned is a standard. So, so they, right. If you're using normal human stuff, otherwise they could potentially cut it for you. Well, and fr Frank, I wouldn't be surprised a lot of windows have to be cut, but the answer is yes. And this is in the back of a hardware store. And uh, there's also a glass company that specializes just in windows right around the corner. But right. so I got it. And when I had measured it, I, um, didn't account for the fact that it really wasn't square to begin with. So one corner of the place for the glass was a little bit, when I say a little bit, I mean an eighth of an inch bigger than the other side. And it was offset enough and I had the glass cut. I probably should have cut the glass at 26 and an eighth or, you know, right. then it would have fit perfectly. But as it was, it was an eighth of an inch short. Now <laughs> I got an $18 piece of glass. It's in the window and there's a little crack at the top of it. You know, and if you're going to apply the glaze, you can't apply the glaze from the right. edge of the of the of the wood trim to the air. You got to be connecting to glass. So, what and did so, you do, Dennis? How well, did you solve this this conundrum? Well, well, transparent. So, a series uh, of things. The first thing I did was I leaned down off the ladder and I found a chip of wood, and I picked the chip of wood up and I used my putty knife. The glass, by the way, it already had those little uh, pin push pins right. put in on the side so it could go up and down but it couldn't fall out okay and so i put my putty knife in the bottom and i raised the window and i stuck in a piece of wood hmm. and as i did i realized that that wood particular piece of wood was too thin because when i looked at the top there was still a bit of a crack so i got another chunk of wood from the ground and put that in and then i did a search for what do i have what an embarrassment of wood chip riches you have <laughs> 
questions all what over do the I have on hand that I can fill in that gap with to hold the window up, but it can't be really much thicker than the glass, which is only an eighth of an inch thick. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. So uh, one idea I had, I cut a piece of wire, mm -hmm. braided wire, and I cut it exactly the right length, and I tucked it in that space and realized that that was too short, too little. Oh, it man. needed to be bigger. What an adventure we're on. So then I got, I got a piece of metal, and I put the piece of metal underneath the wood chip, and it was perfect. And I thought, what do I use? What do I use? And then I remembered that, that a window I had taken out earlier from a different location. Paperclip. The cedar wood split a little bit, and there was a long splinter of wood. Cedar splinter. And I wondered, did I put that in the trash can? I look, and there it is. Like It's about the size of an arrow from a bow and arrow with a mm -hmm. real pointed tip, and the end was about a quarter of an inch. And so I took it and broke it over my knee, took out my knife, and whittled. It was the size of an arrow? Yeah. Oh, the, the whole arrow. Yeah, okay. Got it. And I broke it over my knee till I had a little piece of it, and then I used my knife and I whittled it to be exactly the right width and so that it fit directly under the window and did not stick out. Or but that would have sucked if you, if you whittled too hard and it was too You'd small. You'd have to start over. Yeah. You'd have to start over. So you whittled but a cedar it. splinter. This was a, a one-time event. I got it right. I put it in. So now it's sitting there. And, uh, Does anyone else no know about this left. aside from our listeners? What's that? Our listener. Does anyone else know about this triumph no, of your yet, engineering ingenuity? It's what you call exclusive. What the news okay. stations breaking call news. breaking news. Everything is breaking news. Of breaking course, news. it's the nature of news that it's breaking. At one moment, it's always breaking. If it's yesterday's news, it's not breaking. But it's broken. Am I right? If it wasn't breaking, it wouldn't be news. It'd, It'd be, be broken. Something else. It'd be old story. It'd be, you know, well, whatever. This is this is. So I glazed right over that uh, chip. Glazed right and uh, put a push pin uh, in the uh, in the in not the chip the sliver I should say and uh, got it all done and it took how long do you think that took me? Uh, one hour. Whoa, whoa! You win the prize. Ding! Wow. Was it crazy. sixty-one minutes or something? No, sixty minutes. One hour or so. Nice. I mean, I didn't time it actually. It was about an hour. I, I was mean, surprised. I looked at my clock. It was eleven thirty. Ready. Took you about that long to explain it. So. And I had to quit. Well, I'm I'm in and out of the garage four times looking for the right piece of, you know. And I'm at my my son's house, right? I don't know where anything is. I'm looking on the floor. I'm finding this. I'm finding that. Finding the right splinter is right. Found the right splinter, right in the trash can, right right next to me. Cedar splinter. Yeah. You 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 said I I see there splinter. Hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> Man, you yeah. you're you're almost on a roll tonight. Well, well. Uh, almost. So uh, I've got some news from my life. Um, so my kids are in the south of Spain, about seven hour drive away. Wow. Uh, and they... Not the sea? No, in, very far from the sea. Uh, it's, it's in a place that gets really, really, really hot in August uh, during the day. And... And then at night, you can sort of be outside, uh, but like in short sleeves and shorts. Uh, and so they, what happens is people sort of like sleep in the afternoons when, it, when it's super hot and, uh, and then go out like all night long, uh, just uh, walking around and having a drink here or there or whatever. Um, and so anyway, they're down there. And uh, last Thursday, after we recorded... Uh, my nine-year-old son had sort of a belly ache, and he was like, oh, my belly hurts. 
and my mother-in-law is always very quick to be like let's get you to, to the doctor Stat. Oh, um and easy and right it, and here where the doctors are free like fine that's okay although i imagine that uh too much of that spirit would overwhelm the the healthcare system but um anyway uh so took him to the doctor and one doctor said well his belly hurts uh i don't know i, I can't see inside there uh i mean if, if he says his belly what hurts, did he let, eat? yeah what did he eat and he was like eh, normal normal stuff uh and it's not the first time that he's had uh had a belly ache but um so they just gas right and they were like well have you gone to the bathroom lately and blah blah, blah. and they're like no not really and so they took him from the super local town with a population of 800 uh to the slightly bigger town with a population of uh uh and the doctor there was also like well i don't know uh I suppose worst case it could be like uh, appendicitis or something. Right, because he was in pain. Uh, yeah, exactly. How much pain? I don't really know. I wasn't there. In his stomach and uh, yeah, it hurts. And yeah, pretty and, comfortable. And... and so they were like, uh, "Well, I don't know. I guess to really be sure, we should refer you to the hospital that's forty-five minute drive away." Oh lord! And so uh, they did that, and they took him to the hospital. And at the and hospital, this is you and him. No, no, no. I, I, I was still up here. This is my my uh, in-laws and, oh, oh, right, and right, him right. Uh, and, and my kids. And so they went to the hospital and the hospital were like, well, we can't really be sure. Like they made him sit in the emergency room for a long time because that's what you get when you go to the hospital uh, and you're not like, and you're not bleeding. Uh, they make you wait for to let other people go through first sure. and then and then they finally get around to him. And they were like, well, we can't really be sure. Let's do a sonogram to like see inside his belly. And they did that, and there was some inflammation around his intestines or something. Uh, to me, it all sounds like uh, you know how when some, as a human, sometimes you get uh, like a twenty-four hour, a forty-eight hour, just like stomach virus, and yeah. you, you have yeah. diarrhea, and you puke, and you, you don't feel know like why. shit, and you don't know why, and it hurts, and then twenty-four hours, and then forty-eight hours later, you're like, well, okay, I don't know what that was. Maybe it was food poisoning. Maybe it was a virus. I don't know. Um, and so anyway, they were like, uh, well, let's, uh, let's check him into the hospital overnight. Uh, and so then like my, so my father-in-law, uh, drives and my mother-in-law doesn't. So, uh, she had to stay with him at, at the hospital, uh, while he drove my daughter home 45 minutes away to the, to the house. So she had to go along cause there was nothing else. There was nowhere for her to be. Well, yeah. I mean, she, and also she's the kind of person that would never, ever, ever leave a sick child uh, alone uh and which is you know a uh a virtue and uh so anyway so he was he spent the night in the hospital and then the next morning they were like well let's do some more tests because doctors are always like well let's do some more tests well because sure because they don't know I mean, they, they don't know and but it's not i can't be as cynical as i would be in the states where that i feel like the doctors are getting kickbacks on on all right. every fifty thousand dollar test that they that they run um here it's not that way they're just like we can't be sure, so let's run another test until we can be sure. And so anyway, he was he was there uh, two nights. Oh Lord! And then it was poor guy. Well, and and then it was uh, Saturday came along, and so we decided. Well, as parents, we have to drive down there. So on Saturday morning, we drove seven hours down there to to be with him, and uh, he was you know somewhat happy to see us, but also like really, why would you come seven hours down here? Uh, like, yeah. uh, but, uh, but, you know, I think, uh, we, we made the decision based on what future 
what our future family remembrance is going to be because we're all going to be like, remember that time that you were in the hospital and mommy and daddy drove down to, to be or, with you? Or, and, and mommy and daddy never went down right. there. Exactly, exactly. Like those are the, the two, for the best. those are the two stories, right? And it turned out okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> so those are the two narratives. And it, when, once we, once we uh, planted it like that, uh, it was like, okay, well, we have to go. Right. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, we went down there and, um, and, uh, and they were super, because of COVID and shit, uh, so we, we got there and we were like, um, okay, can we go in and see our son? And they were like, well, you need, you need the, you need to pass to go in and see them. And like, okay, well, where do we get the pass? And they're like, well, you need to go outside and walk around to the other end of the building and get the pass there. We walked around to the other end and they were like, they typed out type on the computer and they were like, uh, there's already been a pass issued. And we we're like, yeah, that's, that's his grandmother who's in the room with him has that pass. We want another pass. And they're like, no, one pass. Oh Lord. And so we were like, oh, so you're telling us that we have to call her, have her, leave him alone, uh, come out to the lobby, hand us the pass so that we can go in uh, individually uh, to, to see him. And they're like, yep. Uh, so we were like, okay, I guess. And so anyway, we, we did that. And when, when she started coming out, uh, and I, I was going to go in first, uh, she made a big, f I, I was like, so tell me how to get there. And she's like, are you down there? Are you go down there? And she's like, well, you wouldn't understand. And I was, I was sort of offended. I was like, I mean, what the fuck? I, you know, tell me right and left and I can, I can follow directions. And she's like, let me just show you. And so she walked all, she walked me and my wife uh, with a single pass. Uh, like it was a whole subterfuge the entire time. Uh, she was oh. she was getting she was like, oh, let, let me just show you because you guys nice. are stupid. Well, and, how, that's nice. Right, exactly. And, yeah. Like at first, at first I was like, hey man, that's kind of offensive. But then it was like, uh, oh okay, I see what you're doing here. Wink, wink. Um, so anyway, we we got there and uh, he was fine. He had a he had a saline drip in his in his arm, and his biggest complaint was that uh, it was hard to sleep when you can't move your arm. Uh, yeah. And that he was just bored to fucking death, being yeah. in bed all day as a nine-year-old who is normally super active. Yeah. Um, and so I, I understood that. And I talked to the doctor, and it seemed very clear that the doctor was in no hurry to release him, and was like, "Well, let's wait for another couple of tests, and then we can like, if we get enough tests, then we can like, uh, you know, draw a trend line." Uh, and and I was like, "Okay." Uh, so I said, uh, "Look, what?" what do we need to get him released today? And she was like, well, let's see, we would need this to come back okay and this other thing and this other thing. And I was like, okay, let's see if we can do that. And uh, and over the course of the day, we accomplished those three things. And she was like, well, I don't see a reason. Like, uh, Was he still in pain? No, but so the problem, uh, it's funny, today I listened to a podcast about the placebo effect, which I, which I adore. Um, it's the problem with pain, like measuring pain, is okay. So he's in pain, so you give him medicine to to remove the pain, and now the pain's gone. So is he okay, or is he okay because he's receiving the pain medication? So then you slowly reduce the pain medication, and then is he okay? And uh, and you don't really like you have the whole regression to the mean problem where most people are going to get okay, or are going to are going to get better. So does that mean that the medicine is working or if you didn't give them anything, anything would, would most people uh, regress to the mean? So or did time do as time does and heal all. Exactly. So uh, my hypothesis is still that it was a thing that if he had just like laid in bed at home and moaned and groaned for two days, he'd be fine. But, uh, but anyway, uh, they, they released him and we took him home and then he, we had to get a, uh, a stool sample uh, to deliver to get, to get um, approval of 
I don't know that there's not a parasite uh, or something. From the, the stool police. police. Yes. The, yeah. The stool police. I hate the stool police. Um, they're such assholes. How did you? How did you get them this the spool? How did? It, how was it delivered? It was. The, it was wasn't it a pigeon carrier. Was it? No, it wasn't a uh, stool pigeon. Uh, no, the uh, it. Uh, we uh, so we were on. We were. Uh, he was given. Uh, he was released, and then we went. 45 minutes back to the back to the house and spent a night there and then the morning there and then we drove back home and in that time he did not uh manifest any stool but uh on the day <laughs> there that, was no wait a minute there was no stool manifestation no he wasn't he wasn't eating very much because like his belly hurt right. and he hadn't been like moving at all and there was no uh, stool evacuation no no movement of the bowels and he, no bowel machination no uh and he's very much a um he, eat, he's going to be skinny his whole life. Uh, he he eats what he needs, what his body wants him to eat, and then no more. Uh, he doesn't like snack or binge or anything like like he, that's just not his 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 manner. So having been still in a in a bed for a couple of days, like he wasn't very hungry because uh, he hadn't burned any any fuel. Uh, so anyway, uh, we drove back, and then uh, a stool sample was acquired and delivered to the stool pigeons and they were still waiting on the result from that but anyway it was a big he uh, hurt still how's he feeling a little queasy maybe he's fine he feels fine yeah it's all it's all better right and so um, this so as it turns out he had a stomach ache that lasted several days yeah or or two days and it's interesting so little of what you just described would happen in this in in this country so. exactly exactly and it the, but also the emergency room the emergency room here would have said well, we can't tell anything here without it, but we're going to take one test and find out the results. Go ahead, go home with him. Mm -hmm. And if he gets worse, you'll have to come back. Right. Which it's is, not an appendicitis, so come back. Which is if what I would have, which is what I would have done if I were uh, the adult in charge, I think. Um, I learned an interesting thing. Last time he had a bellyache and I took him to the, to the local pediatrician uh, and she told him, uh, she's like, she, you know, felt around on his belly a little bit. And, uh, she concluded that he had a thing where sometimes your intestines can sort of get a little twisted in a way that makes it, makes it hurt. And, uh, -huh. uh but like it resolves itself. Uh, but she did a thing that was kind of mind blowing to me. She said, okay, uh, hop on your left foot, uh, like just, uh, just stand on your left foot and hop. And he was like, okay. And he did that. And she said, okay. And I, and I looked at her, I was like, what the fuck was that? And she said, uh, if your appendix is bad, you cannot do that. You will fall over in pain. Uh, you can't hop on one foot uh, if your appendix is in trouble. Uh, <clears throat> which, which I was like, damn, what a what a life hack. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was test. it was a statement made that one up. Right. So it was a um, it was a story to remember. The weekend that we spent fifteen hours in the car to visit the hospital. To hear his version of it. Yeah. Wouldn't well. It? Yeah, and he also, like, talking to him, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my belly hurt. I don't know if we need to do all this. I mean." And they brought me here, and you know, it's a lot of attention and stuff, which is you know, good, but I don't know. So anyway, that was our weekend. We uh, we drove oh, down there. Well, that's a lot of that's a lot of going on. I, uh, I'm trying. We uh, we end up with. Uh, grandkids with colds so we're going to see how we feel but it's hard not to catch it when you've got a baby a toddler a young child sleeping on your chest who has a cold <laughs> you haven't had the covid yet right 
Correct. I don't say yet. I haven't had the COVID period. Um, my brother got it. Went to a reunion. Him and a bunch of other guys got it. Uh, hey, I'll tell you a little a little bit of uh, interesting stuff. You were never a Game of Thrones. Watching, no, but there's right? a new series that yes, I'm sure you're excited premiered. about. I saw it. I was going to mention it that to you. I pre- it premiered, yeah. and I got to tell you, Dragon House, that or whatever. I was completely underwhelmed. Completely interesting underwhelmed, to the point where I guess I'll watch another one just because I'm bored. It's right? like a prequel, right? It's a prequel, and what it what what it is is it's all the it's in one perspective, it's all of the enormous sets and the incredible animation and all the dragons and the and the fighting and the you know all of that stuff that happened in a Game of Thrones, and of course, interspersed with dialogue and characterization and whatnot, and the dialogue and the characterization was not well done. There was some. The writing was bad. Was was the king, and um, he did a very good job. But everybody else, it seemed like they were, in today's age, the way they talked and looked, and were delivering these kind of matter of fact lines that just, it just, it just was not compelling. There were no, there was nobody in it like the great actors from Game of Thrones that, that I saw. Now I'm very likely to tell you in two weeks that that changed, that that improved. I look forward to this. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, a couple times I looked at the TV set and I said, what? What? Oh, you know, like shook my head, like, what? I mean, I never did that in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm... It seemed like all the pomp and circumstance, you know, orgy scene and, and all this stuff. But what didn't, what, in the Game of Thrones, all that stuff was in the background. The characterization was what it was all about. All the other stuff was a fascinating backdrop. In this case, it was the opposite. Hmm. You know, they had this fight, this, these uh, fights go on, the jo- joss, what do you call them, uh, jostling? No, jousting. Jousting. Long, jousting. 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 With jousting. the long things. It went on and on and on, and it was a celebration. So it, was, it wasn't meaningful. It wasn't like warring factions. It wasn't like, if, you know, if you won. It was won, like the fairgrounds. You, yeah. 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 If you won, you got the you got you didn't die. If blue you ribbon lost, or something. Or there, yeah. there was a guy who died. I guess I don't know, but it's like you got the favor of the lady who took a ring of flowers and threw it over your spear, and it was like, what are you going through all this for that? I don't know what. I'm so like I knew from the start that I wasn't interested in that because in the prequel. I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, or the like, Game of Thrones. Look. I'd be really surprised if I see anything with dragons that compels me. Uh, there's just something about the use of that creature that uh, just—I don't know. I, I, so I don't, so I don't let me it. let me tell you this. But but, but the, also the um, the chivalrous knights bullshit, uh, which so much of that is like fiction that right. like that well, was never really a thing. But you know, I won't whatever. I won't speak to that. But I will speak about the dragons. Is that in this case? In today's day and age, the realism is incredible, and the size of I don't them doubt is so it. amazing, and the fact that the characters ride them, right. and that imagery, much like the if you saw, um, what was the thing that Sigourney Weaver was Avatar, where, Avatar, right, where they were flying these creatures. Yes. Now, what did you think of that? That didn't do much for you either, then, did it? That was okay. That was really groundbreaking, three D animation work. Like Avatar is old. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's at least 15 years old. Uh, it's, and it was really groundbreaking at the time. And it was like one of the first 3d movies that was available in the cinema. I didn't see it in 3d, but, um, 
And they, it was such a big deal because like James Cameron spent a huge amount of money on, on that. And it, you know, turned out to be, you know, a good, a good bit. Uh, pretty sure it won a bunch of Oscars, but, um, that was, that was okay. Uh, because I don't know, it wasn't, there's something about the European dragon myth that is, uh, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I don't, well, I don't get it. Too storybookish, perhaps. Uh, we, on the other hand, the Game of Thrones, we're, we're so excited about seeing it that several of us vowed that we'd watch the whole series together. We got together and watched it at their house on a big screen, giant screen. And Now, uh, if they made a Puff the Magic Dragon show. <laughs> you'd like that. Done by Hannah Lee. Yes, that might be interesting. But Well, indeed. So what is your, uh, what is your week ahead have in store? So this weekend and the end of this week which are, I guess, synonymous. But I also, by saying that I include uh, Thursday, Friday evenings, uh, our town is having its annual festival. And something that happens in Spain, uh, which kind of blows my mind coming from America, where America is so huge, in Spain, you can get a little, like our town has seven, 8,000 people, uh, residents. And we're having a, uh, a festival where we have musical guests that are like nationally known. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like, it's like if, uh, I don't know if it's like if in, in North Carolina, if, if like Valdez, uh, got like had a Taylor Swift concert or something, oh, wow. it, it would just be like, what, or, or like Beyonce oh, yeah. or somebody came, you know, is it came to your town or these no, 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 it's a, it's a thing that happens. Uh, like they get booked, uh, probably every, every weekend of the year, Somewhere. Uh, probably more. Uh, and so anyway, we're, um, we're going to have, uh, several super famous, uh, people come and sing for us, which we have in the past. It's been like, I've seen some of the premier Spanish, um, musicians perform. And again, that's going to happen. So that's going to be fun to be able to go out, to be able to walk. Uh, yeah, it's probably 500 yards to go see a, a free concert by a famous 500 yards. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is, and that's, that's which is just the right distance. Weekend? Which is just the right distance so that, like, when you walk home and close the windows, uh, you can't you can't yeah. hear the concert. Yeah, maybe that's, some. Maybe that's this some. weekend. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but maybe uh, the bass. So that's coming this this weekend, and that's, that's going to be fun. It's a shame that my kids have never experienced it because they're always away this time of year. And it's but, true again. Uh, and it's true again. Uh, because we, you left your son. You left your son down there. Yeah, I left my 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 sick child. Uh, I abandoned. <laughs> no, but when we came back, uh, we we thought there was a chance that they might be like, please take us back because uh, the, the, the annual parties that happen down there have finished already. So now a lot of the, so that's like a tiny little town of like 800 people where for one week of August, there's like 20,000 people there. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then everyone goes away and we're now in the, in the part where everyone has gone away. And so a lot of their friends have, have left and they're just going to be down there bored, but, um, they did not say, Hey, maybe take us back with you, which, um, yeah, kind of surprised us, but uh, well, so but in, good, in, good for you too that you continue to get some some time alone, you know. Yeah, a, and also if they came back, we would still have to be in this tiny little apartment because oh, the other yeah, house yeah, is not yeah, done yeah. yet. Uh, update on the other house: uh, they have today. I think they finished varnishing the floors, and so next is uh, the painters have to come back and fix a little thing where the the machine that they use to sand the floors on the stairway 
scuffed up some of the side boarding on the stairway that the painters have to come back and fix. Um, and then next week, and then this weekend, between our concerts and merriment, we're going to be cleaning. So we have to like the sander that did the floor like brought up all this tiny particulate sawdust uh, that like sticks to the walls and stuff. So we're going to have to like brush down all the walls and then we're going to like take everything out of our closets. Did, and... did that cleaning of the particles happen before the varnishing of the floor? Well, yeah. It's... So the when they sanded the floor before they varnished it, right, they, they left it for hours uh, for the particulates to land on the floor to be swept up uh, to some level of clean. But they didn't wipe down the walls. I don't think that's so. Not, that's not you, when when you sand a room and you do the sander and also who has to varnish. Whether you, the sander's responsibility, you'd have to wipe down not only the walls but also the ceiling hmm. with a with a, with a, a, a you know like a feather duster type. Right, of right, thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you do the ceiling first, then the walls. Right. You know, otherwise your your floor will have the particles in it because they will, anytime a door opens anywhere in the apartment or a window opens anywhere in the apartment, whatever's on the ceiling or the walls is going to land on the floor. Right, but it's my understanding that once the, like if you varnish the floor and the particles are still stuck to the wall, once True. the varnish uh, dries. Which is, but the varnish drying is probably a six to eight hour process. It's not only got to just not dry, it's got to be hard. Right, right, right. it's tacky for hours and hours. Right, right, but anyway, right. that's one of the reasons that in between coats, if you get a double coated, I don't imagine they're doing two coats, but I've yeah, they, they are. Two. Well, then in between you sand again. They they did they did. Well, and then you got to do it all over again. Right. So they yeah they sanded and swept. I guess I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll look fine. It just yeah. So it's not as bad as the uh, the the neighbors, uh, the ones between us, the, between the two apartments. That if they had sold their house, we would have uh, been golden. Uh, they had their floors done. Remember. Uh, Four months ago, when we had this uh, crazy sandstorm from uh, from the Sahara Desert, was blowing sand all in the air here. Oh yeah, uh, they were doing their floors when that was happening. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's some bad luck. That's some bad luck when there's so much sand just like <laughs> in all the air all the time. But uh, well, so anyway, that, that in theory that's going to be done, and it's we're probably going to have to basically. So our uh, our closets that have had their their doors uh, painted. Uh, they they were necessarily open for a long time while a bunch of like dust was floating around, and so they were probably gonna have to take everything out of the closet and wash it. Let me let me ask you this: the inside of the closets were painted, but the doors were correct. And the doors were kept on the closet while they were painted. No, they were taken off. And were they painted in the same room? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Otherwise, you would have removed the clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, they smell like paint. Yeah, no, they... Um, what, did, so, what did you paint in the room where the clothes were without a door? Uh, the walls? Walls and ceiling. So the clothes would smell like paint. They yeah, yeah. Been we're, first. yeah, we don't have any place to put them. Uh, but so we're, we're going to... plastic. Oh, they were covered. The 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 the, the, the closet space was, was covered oh, okay. with plastic. Perfect. Yeah, so... Good job, good job. But, yeah, I, I think our painters are reasonably uh, competent. But um, so we're, we're going to take everything out of the closet and... There's probably going to be some stuff that doesn't get put back in the closet, That's a good uh, idea. and probably have to wash everything. And anyway, it's going to be a weekend of well, labor. Well, and and we will leave it at that high note. I got to scoot. I'm out. I'm out to the dock. All okay. Right. Well, don't fall in the water. <laughs> right. <laughs>
I have to walk across. I have to walk out of the parking lot, go down the hill, Sitting turn the corner the a little bit, then continue to walk down the hill, walk, climb over a fence, and then fall in the water. So I don't, I don't okay. think so. Well, what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? That's it. Adios, amigo. We'll, we neither of us have homework. No, man. Seemed to me, there was summer vacation. Something's going on. Anyway, I'll be in touch. Love you, man. Okay, that's it for episode number 159. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 159. We've got some links to Johnny Bergen and the Out of Favor Boys and this new HBO thing. And uh, just be good to everybody and support us on patreon.com slash happyhour. That'd be fantastic. See you next week.